from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. Yeah, that was so boring. Just take one minute beforehand. I think that you 60 should, seconds. I think you should down. take in I think you should take a fucking Valium. Because every time we do an intro, you're like, that intro sucked. <laughs> you should do it straight. No, you don't have to do it straight. Just do it non-crappy. That's all. I mean, you I don't just, even know what that means. Non-crappy? Tell you what. Tell you what. You knock it out of the park. Go. What? Next time we'll do... I'll, I'll do a show. I will put 60 seconds of thought into it. And, and it'll be an amazing... You've made the worst intros in, in, in the world, but what's funny is that you never really hear them. And okay. at the end of it, you're always like, oh, that sucked. Of course it sucked. You suck. Well, next week, <laughs> uh, next next show will be mine then, and we will see how rocking it will be. Well, we won't make a guarantee that you're going to definitely do the intro, because that's the one that everybody listens to. This is the bonus one. So this is the one where we have the already internalized fan group, the hardcores get to listen to. You'll get to do the next bonus show. How about that one? Okay, you know what I want to talk about first? Let's let's talk about religion, because that's what the show is about. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, From time yes. to time. Now, we just finished watching Penn and Teller uh, and their season finale on the Vatican. Of, the bu- of their of show the, Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. So if you've... It, actually, I know a lot of you have probably never even seen the show, heard about the show. It's that on Showtime. Happens. It's on Showtime, so not many people get it. But yeah, if you're, not, if you're not American or in, you don't have cable, odds are you never fucking heard of it, but you need to go on the webs... And type in Penn and Teller bullshit. And most of their shows you, you can actually see online, so, you know, on YouTube videos. I don't even think they really care to prosecute it that much because how else are they going to get exposure? I mean, it's fucking showtime. Well, I've always, I've always dug what Penn and Teller do because to a degree they're kind of like us. They just want to get the word out there about the kind of bullshit that goes on and, and, and fix it. To me, they don't seem like people I, – I, obviously, I know that uh, – uh, Penn is a, a hardcore atheist, but at the same time, you get they have the same decent, the same vibe that we do, which is we don't hate religion, but we'll be goddamned if we don't make fun of all the stupid shit that they do and try and make it and try and make it stop. Yeah, I mean, look, a person could say, "Oh, I hate religion," and what they really do is they they detest the institution or they deride. The fact that people are, you know, dying for this shit or whatever. But it still doesn't mean that you hate it, hate it. I mean, think about how many times you've actually really hated something. How did you feel about that? You're like, I will murder this thing. It's not that most of us really don't feel like that. We're just really profoundly disappointed that people would believe such goddamn garbage. You know, truth be told, the more I think about it, the more I the more I read about it, the more the more I get into the whole atheist thing. I, I will admit, the more I do hate religion, <laughs> because I just see it to be uh, the sum of all of the ignorance. It, it's the personification of ignorance, believing in things that completely don't don't exist, and ignoring all the realities around you. And you can't argue with these people, and and they will kill you <laughs> if you disagree. Yeah, many, many, many parts of the world, they will fucking kill you. Now, you know, it was interesting. Today I was writing an article about, uh, they, they did this poll, and they wanted to find out what are the least favorite parts of the Bible. Because any person who reads it and believes it has that moment where they're like, okay, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's natural, it happens. Look, you can think that the Bible is all good and great, but if you really do, still do think that, it's because you haven't actually read it, the thing. So. It's full of some really horrible shit. Like, even God himself does a lot of... I mean, there there are even parts in the Bible, I forget which, I think it's Joshua who's, who's talking about this, and, and, and there are basically people that are smashing little babies against rocks, 
you know, for, for their enemies because they're commanded to kill every single one of them. Okay, and they so delight in that fact. So they're smashing the babies' heads for God. Yeah, well, pretty much, yeah. Yes. As, as the God commanded that he kill all of them. So, you know, they're taking pleasure in it. And in any person living now, you know, reading this thing, that lives in a civilized society, all of a sudden is, oh, God, really? Is, is that allegorical, maybe? Are they talking about something else? No. No, it's not an allegory. And uh, they were, okay, so uh, basically what I thought was really funny about the poll was the person who conducted it was basically still of the mind frame saying, well, it's still the word of God. But it doesn't mean that there aren't some parts of it that might, you know, be better if we took them out. And I'm thinking, well, what parts are you going to take out? What parts are other people going to take out? What parts do you believe are the literal word, word of God? And which parts do you think, oh, it's just a desert people that wrote this one? Uh, you know what? I got, I got some news for you. It's, it's, it's all, all of it. All of, there is no God's word. What the fuck does that even mean, God's word? Well, religious people are extremely selective with what they, what they, what they practice and what they ignore. I mean, we've gone over it all, all the time. Right next to the whole "Thou shalt not fuck asses" if you are a man, um, or is it just not? They're against. They're just against. Sort of, well, yeah, yeah. The, they're the whole, against the whole sex stance up the butt. Any, yeah, any any sodomy that that's, that incorporates not just sex up the butt, but oral sex. You know, even mast- masturbating somebody else is... Yeah, anything uh, but the sodomy. baby maker. Anything but the baby maker. Yeah, the missionary baby maker. The one that you love so much. But the one that says, you know, if a man lies with a man, you gotta kill him. Right next to that is, if you wear wool, fuck you. <laughs> and, it's like, did you wear a fabric of two different cloths, motherfucker? Are you eating leavened bread? And, and even now, it's kind of funny, because uh, you see on The Daily Show a lot, them catching guys who don't even know the Ten Commandments. But of course, they're all talking about wanting the Ten Commandments on... Uh, on this, uh, everywhere, everywhere, basically. everywhere. You put it, maybe if it, I, I don't disagree with them because hey, maybe if it was carved into a couple of buildings, some of them would fucking know what they say. Maybe I don't even think they should know what it says. I mean, well, the first three rules are the stupidest rule ever. I know for like uh, the base ten commandments, like oh, you know, just follow the. These There's are, no these, other god than me. These are the ten rules. It's like there's some pretty crappy rules, and they leave out a lot of really important stuff, and even. Even if you do pay a lot of attention to them, nobody really does. I mean, how many times they were talking about on the Penn, uh, the Penn and Teller bullshit episode about how the, the Vatican's stance against condom use basically breaks number five, thou shalt not kill. And there's so many other examples of this, like killing abortion doctors and doing all these other things. It's like, it's right there in black and white. You got you selective cocksuckers don't care. Well, you know what? It, here's the thing. I mean, m- remember how on, on the show they had this one guy who's a gay dude who was basically head of some kind of gay Catholic alliance, or whatever whatever the heck they were called. I mean, just those two things together, in my mind, scream as in, it should not exist, but, you know, that's my personal opinion. Still, uh, a guy who, uh, a religious man who is also gay, has already come up with his own interpretation of what God believes, and then they seek it out in whatever their religious tomes are. And, and that's how most people are, you know? You have already your preset beliefs, that are kind of a weird combination of a bunch of stuff that you've listened to your whole life and you've either accepted or rejected it. So stuff I, that's made sense yeah, to you. Yeah, stuff that made sense to you. So basically you work backwards from there and then that's how you basically create your own your own religion. And you, you may give it the same title as somebody else saying, I'm a Protestant, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Hindu. The fuck you are. You are you. You have some beliefs that may be somewhat similar. But I sit you down with another fucking Catholic or another Hindu or another Protestant and I get you two to talk about every single point that you agree on, you will find that, oh, wow, we disagree on this, and yet we're using the same book 
to justify our own beliefs. And that's when the whole fucking shit falls apart. And that's also when people start going ape shit. Now, for the most part, whenever that happens, a person starts their new religion because they can figure there's going to be hundreds of other people that are going to think the same way I do. Of course there are. Of course there are. From you know, just as a natural consequence or of us having very similar experiences, because guess what? You might think you're really that different and that your ideas are really original, but they're not. They're just like every other clone of you that's out there, fucking billions of them. So yeah, odds are you can find a couple hundred people that think exactly the way you do. Yeah, we're all individuals, baby. <laughs> <laughs> In a very loose way, yeah, sure, you could be claim to be an individual, but at the same time, I mean, the variety of human experiences limited all right it's pretty limited mm-hmm. uh, and that's why you know you always have that weird thing saying wow i thought of this idea before but this other guy thought of it too oh no how could that have happened well probably really similar experiences i mean it's almost boring if you think about it but at, at the end of the day it's i guess it is kind of nice that we don't all believe in wildly different things because we would never get along like can you imagine if every single thing that you ever thought about does this make sense or does that make sense if it was based on some arbitrary system that had no logic we would all believe in insanely different things mm-hmm. but it turns out we all generally kind of believe in the same things even when we think we don't yeah, it's quite hilarious. All these Abrahamic religions that are trying to kill each other and hate each other. It's like, hmm. It's like, didn't, didn't you all have this mostly the same prophets and said, well, we had a disagreement a few hundred years ago, and we never really got over that. Oh, what, what was the whole deal? I'm, I'm, I'm going to show my ignorance here once again. I always do when I bring up these half-cooked things that I kind of know or kind of don't. But uh, isn't, isn't a lot of the problem between everything going on with Muslims between... Uh, Mohammed, uh, Mohammed had a son, and then there was another guy who was like his, uh, the, the voice of Mohammed, and they kind of went in different directions, and that's the whole, that's the whole fighting thing, is that they both, they're, they're trying to decipher who, who's following Mohammed after Mohammed died, and that immediately was the, the big fighting point. No, from what I understand is that, um, Mohammed did have uh, a line, he did have some, I guess you could call them apostles or followers, right? Mm. Uh, but the problem is he did not specify after his death who was going to you know, succeed him. So obviously you're going to have power grabs, you're going to have you know, wildly different interpretations of even what uh, was written about the religion. Because remember, remember that whole Salman Rushdie's uh, satanic verses? Yeah. Well, the really fucking confusing thing about Islam is the fact that they have recorded a lot of what Mohammed is supposed to have said. And then any time where it conflicted, the explanation is that, well, that was Satan telling him this. The satanic verses. The satanic verses. So, you know, there'll, there'll be a whole bunch of ver- verses that they said, well, that's when Muhammad was being tricked by the devil. And you can obviously see how really fucked up any religion uh, will get when you say that your own prophet has been tricked. Immediately, you know what's going to happen. Gigantic schisms. And plus the, 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 the whole, um, you know, that whole 13th Imam thing. They, they actually have a legend, and uh, I think it's Sunni, but I'm not, don't quote me on that. Have a legend that's very similar to kind of uh, Christianity with a, a guy coming back, basically bringing upon the, upon the end of days in a new kingdom. Mm-hmm. Well, for them, they, they viewed it as basically one of the Imams who, uh, you know, disappeared and I guess died under mysterious circumstances is supposed to come back and reinstate, uh, you know, like the kingdom of God. And that's, you know, obviously there's some that are just like, this is c- complete blasphemy. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and of course, to some, it must seem that way, which is why they're always infighting. They will never stop infighting, okay? This whole idea that Muslim religion is one unified group. I mean, is Christianity a giant unified group? It's just a lot of different sects 
a lot of them, and they all try to get along, but they generally don't when push comes to shove. Mm. It's like they all, they usually go to war. They usually fucking go to war. It's historically an accident they're not right now. You know, above and beyond what we're never going to get, my, my favorite idea of religion would be a religion that's all devoted towards everybody being as happy as possible on Earth, on Earth and having the resources it needs to live a happy life. Now, that would be awesome. But past that point, as a second choice, I will, I will take a religion that basically is waiting for somebody to come back to herald the end of days because that's never going to happen, and I have no problem with people wasting their time waiting. <laughs> yeah, but I hate the fucking guys that sort of sit back and wait for things to happen because these are the same idiots who are like, well, I don't need to worry about environmentalism. I don't need to have worry about a stable foreign uh, policy. Durr. It's these same idiots. And plus, I mean, look at look at all the trouble in, in Israel. I mean, the, the real reason why Israel still exists is basically because right-wing conservatives give them a lot of money. I mean, Israel's economy is almost non-existent. It's in, almost entirely propped it up by foreign monies. That's why sort of like uh, there are, I don't know how many funds basically devoted to kind of propping that country up. Because it, it would essentially choke under its own... Vomit. That, that's, you know, that's that's a rather mama Cass opinion <laughs> mama of Israel. Cass. Well, look. It's it, first of all. I mean, one of the big problems is that they spend so much on security, and they're 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 just so centered on this whole notion that they're going to be attacked. Well, that they can't do anything. I mean, it. They really. Uh, I'm not going to pretend for a second that they they may not be justified in that paranoia. But why would you even want a country that exists when there is such paranoia? Uh, but again, I mean, the, the reason why that exists is because there are many right-wing religious people that believe that the kin- kingdom of God will happen, like Jesus Christ will come back in present-day Jerusalem, and it's better if it's controlled by, you know, white people. That's basically the way that they think it. So even though they don't like Jews, and trust me, you sit them down and they will tell you they don't like them, they still would prefer Jews to Muslims controlling Jerusalem. So that's, that's a significant reason why Israel is allowed to exist as it is now. You know, why, why it's been sort of, uh, why the U.S. government is always really giving them a lot of money. And it's, it's lobbies, it's right-wing lobbies. And, uh, and I guess to some degree, Americans also sort of see that whole same advantage because it's, just, it's, it's a racist policy, right? It's, it's a very racist policy. It's like, well, we... We know these uh, these are American Jews or... or well, at, uh, at this point, it's an Iraq-type situation where all yeah. of a sudden, if you stop supporting them, they would be probably overrun and slaughtered. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm, look, I'm not going to just suddenly say, oh, we should stop uh, giving them money. The situation's really messed up, and it's not as though the burden isn't, like, the blame isn't on, on, on both parties, in my view. On all parties involved in that con- entire clusterfuck. It's just, it is, a, it is a gigantic clusterfuck, and it's a clusterfuck that most people really aren't concerned about solving. I mean, if you asked most of those right-wing people if they cared if the situation changed or not, probably not. I mean, I think they would rather conflict if, if, you, if push came to shove. Because they believe that that's where end times will begin, you know? If there's a mushroom cloud that appears that fucking, you know, uh, that replaces Israel, they're like, yay, Jesus is on his way. Like, they're anticipating that. They're looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And you remember the whole thing about Bush coming, you know, talking to the French president and saying that Iraq was the place where Gog and Magog, these evil satanic spirits, uh, would sort of, like, begin the Armageddon. You're just like, excuse me? <laughs> Is this a real conversation that you're having with me? This fucking fairy tale? Well, yeah, that's the that's a really fucking sad truth about that place. It it drives me crazy. I mean, it's, it, I don't know what 
to think about that whole region because it is marred in religion, isn't it? It, it is completely swamped in it. Well, religion is the excuse that they use to continue their insanity. Is it's basically fu- what it comes it, down to. It, I think that religion is essentially the gasoline that continues to light the fire over there. I mean, if there was no religion and everybody could just basically have a nice talk, I don't think there'd be as many problems as there, are, as there is now. And everybody, every fucking asshole who tells you, oh, this is uh, it's just political, there's no religion involved... They're not separate entities. They are one and the same over there, okay? There is, to make a distinction is to really put religion in, like off the hook, saying, well, it's not religion's fault. If, if religion was, wasn't around, people would still kill each other. Really? Really? Because, you know, in most secular places, that's not what's happening, all right? Most secular places, uh, we live fairly peaceful lives. And, and unless the place is really religious, we just tend to not want to go to war either. It's just, ta-da, the, the fucking secret of peace, bitches. The secret of peace. Anyways, that's my little rant. What did you think in general of the, the show? Let's go back to Penn and Teller, the whole mm-hmm. the, 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 the show. Well, about well, it. What do you think about here, it? Here's the deal. I mean, again, I want to say I love what Penn and Teller do. I think that it's uh, it's very cool. At the same time, I've watched other episodes where they where they say that something is bullshit that I personally don't think is bullshit. And, of course, you're like, well, they're right about everything except for what I don't think they're right on. So I've always had kind of the opinion that I always listen very carefully to what they say and I fact check what they say. Because they're a little bit, you know, they're on the ed- they're on the edutainment yeah, exactly. level. Well, here's so. a good example. They were talking about what percentage of Catholic priests were supposed to be gay, and, and they, they cited a study. But I mean, they didn't mention what they the didn't study say was. which they said some studies. Total uh, in Wikipedia, you'd call that a weasel word. Some studies say, I'm like, well, what the fuck is this? Which study? Tell us which study. I mean, we've we've had conversations before about studies and the degree of trust that you should put in those studies. Well, the degree of trust you should put in anything. Like this, this is my opinion. I don't watch fucking anything without thinking about whether or not it's true or not. Nobody, nobody else should either. Listening to this show, everything you hear, if you have something that you're going to bring up in a fucking conversation, you better look it up first, people. Because not not saying we might be wrong or we might be right or anything else like that, but just Jesus Christ, do a little bit of your own legwork and, and understand the ideas that are coming and, and codifying your thoughts. Well, I think there's no better fucking piece of advice. I mean, how how much of your own mind have you made up is, is my question to all of you. And, and you might think that it's a lot, but I don't think so. I mean, even me, when I try to reexamine some of my claims and belief and going back... From when I was younger, I mean, I had to do a lot of uh, a, a lot of correcting because, like I said before, on some other shows, I mean, I used to believe in ghosts and a bunch of conspiracies. I mean, I was an idiot, uh, but you know, I thought I had some pretty good proof. I had read a couple books and assumed that that was enough. It really wasn't enough. Uh, you know, it, it took some time. It took me becoming an adult. Uh, it, it took you know some effort to really. And it's still going on. I mean, trust me, there's no one more interested in proving myself wrong than me. <laughs> and hey, it's it's just as easy as, say, going onto Wikipedia and reading some stuff and following some sources and, and, and references and stuff like that. That's the beginning. Do it, people. Yeah, sure. I mean, you don't need to have a PhD or write a fucking essay about it. Just know enough that if a person asks you, oh, yeah, where'd you come up with this? You're just like, Pew Poll 2008, bam. And that's it. I mean, there, there, there are probably only a few things you need to memorize if you really want to drive a point home. And I know that most of you out there probably have a few conversations planned in your head. Oh, if I talk to my dad or if I talk to my mom about this or my buddy Tim who's like really fucked up in the, in the head, how can I convince him? And, and the truth of the matter is that even though you're having a conversation with him, if you quote your facts and you lay it out, at the time, they may not seem like they've been convinced because... 
But you rock their world, You did man. rock their world. Trust me. Like, never underestimate the power of one fucking conversation, all right? They will go back after they have licked their wounds and say, holy shit, how can I disprove this guy? And you can let them do their own work because as soon as they try to disprove you and they do a little bit of digging, they're fucked. They will lose their faith because the honest truth is that most people out there that are really religious, they haven't done any research. And the ones that they have have been like... You know, cloaked in in a security blanket from from you know any penetrating ideas. Oh, you don't want to talk about evolution? That's a lie. Shh, shh. You don't want to know anything about it. Shh. Yeah, you do. You kind of do. You know. <laughs> but anyways, long story short, I'm always a little bit skeptical of what they say, but I really enjoyed the episode. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. What did you think of uh, uh, of of the main girl that they were talking about, Sabina Guzanti, this <sighs> Italian? Woman, uh, actress, and comedian, that kind of stuff, and she did, she puts on a show, a one woman show, a one woman show about you know politics and religion, and she, I think she does some singing in it and then some storytelling. It looks awesome. I just wish I knew enough Italian that I could enjoy because I'm sure that it would be very enjoyable. And this woman, like she is just the 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 smart, uh, attractive. She just seems awesome. So she has a new fan right here. I'm going to yeah. try to find out more about her shit. A new fan in me as well. Absolutely. I mean, looking into what she does and how she presents herself and her ideas, it opened me up to a whole bunch of new ideas on how we should be presenting ideas about things, you know? Yeah, it's true. I mean, she, here she is. She's putting herself out way more in the public than we are. I mean, for the most part, we're just in a garage and, you know, we, we're we, on we the put nets. stuff on the internet and it's it's easier that way. But I mean... We we like to glow, grow slowly. We're not quite ready for prime time. I, I'm the first to fucking admit that. I still have to shed probably another 20 pounds. Maybe get some kind of surgery to get rid of my no neck. I don't even know if that's fixable. Do they actually. make surgery to make you not ugly? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll ask, I don't think I'll I'm ask physically, them for I, you when I go in. Oh, but well, you know what? I I agree that I don't think I'm physically beautiful enough to have my own show. But that's fine. Most people who are physically beautiful enough to have their own shows, they shouldn't even have their own. Well, shows. My plan is just to be like Daft Punk. I'll wear a robot helmet everywhere, and that'll be how I deal with it. But the deal with this chick, uh, she was on the show because she had she had basically she said that when the Pope dies. He'll be going to hell, and he where he will be fucked by by many evil gay by men. By many big evil uh, gay men. And she said, she said, not not the passive ones, the very active ones. So not, like she she wasn't ones. implying that gay people were evil. She was just saying that the gay people in hell, you will be fucked by gay people in hell because that's that would be your hell. You know. Sure. I mean, there's 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 going to be some evil gay ones. Don't. I mean, there many of them are ass raping people in jail as we speak. <laughs> Um, you know what I found kind of sad though. I, I, actually, I, I went over to the, her Wikipedia page. Wikipedia page. Oh, and it was some research, and eh? it was weak, man. It was weak. It just didn't have really any information about the you know the trial itself, or because she basically the, the the government wanted to put her in jail for five years for you know defamation because you know uh, the, the the Pope needs protection from people like her. Well, the general idea was that if if she's allowed to say that. And the gall of her saying that being a woman, you know what I mean? Oh, I couldn't even have imagined. Can can you think about it? The Pope going like, a woman said what about me? <laughs> that I would go to hell and be violated I mean, by gay men. I love they, it. They've, they've read about women. I think they all agree that women are evil. <laughs> it was the second thing. It was the second thing. God man. created the universe. Women will fuck you over. <laughs> That's, uh, they must love celibacy for those reasons. They're like, yes, women are evil and they ruin everything. They ru- they'll ruin our guys' club. Yep. That's, that's what they decide in the 11th century. 
the 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 Catholic Church. They're like, okay, no more women, because until then, I mean, popes, priests, they had wives, but then all of a sudden, the coffers of the church were starting to get drained with all of these, you know, uh, with all the inheritance going over to children and 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 widows and stuff like that. So, uh, Pope Innocent II basically said, no more, no more wives. Although they did still have mistresses for another couple, you know, decades or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then even they had to, you know, once once you, you, the invention of the printing press started really taking off too, uh, it wasn't as easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn you, the press! Getting information out so easily since your invention. Damn you, Gutenberg! Ah, education. I know, eh? It's Where amazing. would atheism be without it? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of education, I want to I want to segue into something completely different. So if if you're if we're we're, we're going to end that conversation by saying check out the video. It's out there on the web somewhere. We encourage you to download it because Showtime won't make it easy for you to watch it. Yeah, Penn and Teller's bullshit episode on the Vatican. Yeah, so go download that. Now, the one thing I wanted to talk about, speaking on education, was this hilarious story that I had put on the site, basically, of a high school marching band that had to um, turn in their T-shirts because they had basically made a logo uh, around the concept of the evolution of brass. Uh, And they showed kind of a monkey progressing over to a human. You remember that? Image. I mean, you've all seen it ten thousand times in yeah, monkey, biology and class, and Neanderthal. And that, that that totally bonkers, fake. Whoa, this isn't it at all. <laughs> so a bunch of uh, you know, a couple of religious parents saw that uh, during the performance, went apeshit, and then demanded that the uh, the band turn it in. They were they're located the, 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 in Missouri, so I, I, I suppose the in Missouri. <laughs> so I suppose it's not all that surprising. But what I th- did think was hilarious was the schools response to it. Now I'm going to read this response. Okay, it said that if the shirts had said, uh, no, it said uh, Polit, which is the, 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 the principal, said that the district is required by law to remain neutral where religion is concerned. If the shirts had said Brass Resurrection and had a picture of Jesus on the cross, we would have done the same thing. Okay, here comes the part where I just try to remind everyone that evolution is not a religion! <laughs> Neutral on the matter of religion, that's good. That's good. You should remain neutral on the matter of religion. And if you think that evolution is a religion, you have no business running a fucking school, is basically my opinion on that. So if you are a citizen of Missouri, you know anybody there, uh, you need to jump on, on the, jump in on this because it's happening right now. They, they, they did a poll on the, uh, on the site which found that uh, it was favorable that they had done such a thing. So this is real, people. This is happening. This is a simple logo depicting evolution. De- depicting a, a monkey growing up to be a man holding a trombone uh, and a drum. <laughs> and, and that being deemed uh, inappropriate in a school. Let's review. Evolution belongs in the school. A logo depicting evolution is in school. What is the fucking problem here? Look, if this was any other country, do you think... This would have even been an issue. I mean, come on, America. Come on. You're embarrassing us. You're embarrassing the rest of the Western world. We want to abandon you almost. Like, I don't even want to associate myself with anything south of fucking uh, goddamn Boston, actually. Mm-hmm. Anything south of Boston it starts getting a little bit creepy. I mean, I don't know. You guys should probably flock over. It, it happened when the United States sort of uh, declared independence. A bunch of loyalists, they came up to Canada, man. I think you should do the same right now. Come on over to Canada, yeah, get a get a get a head start on that uh, Medicare thing, and uh... yeah, we have it over here, no problem. 
Um, if you have a skill, you're talented, come on in, because uh, are you not tired of your own country? I know I'm tired of what the hell is going on down there. Just warning you, though, it hits like minus 40 Celsius, which I don't even know uh, Fahrenheit what it is, but it's freaking cold. Look, we're going to use some of the good old-fashioned American ingenuity to get over the cold. I don't no, know no, how you know we'll what? The, the American ingenuity is going to be this. Ten more years, global warming, we'll be growing oranges in fucking Quebec. And we'll be laughing at Florida as it burns. That's not what global warming does. It's I know, described I know. as climate change. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd probably actually mean that we get colder. But, uh, no, what I was thinking, American ingenuity, is let's build underground cities down, o- over here so you never have to be outdoors. That would That's be some a, cool stuff. That sounds like a great way to live. Let's sign me right up. Hey, man, in Montreal alone, there's about 15 kilometers of underground subterranean malls, and it uh, gives people the opportunity to shop even when it's really, really cold. So it's actually a pretty damn good idea. Wow, is an underground mall similar to an inside mall? Because that sounds really cool, too. They should build an inside mall. No, well, what's cool about the underground play- thing is it's a bunch of tunnels that connect the majority of downtown together. So you don't even need to go outside, even if there's, or for very long, even if there's other stores that aren't connected, because you can just find your way through it. They have a marathon in those tunnels every year. I know. It's an impressive thing, my friend. No, I've gotten lost in those tunnels so many times, it's just bad. I don't like it. I'm, I'm sorry that you get lost. Perhaps we should get you one of those special helmets and a fucking little placard that says, Hello, my name is Ryan and I'm lost. Would you like that? That would be helpful. Can I get some uh, strings for my mittens, too? No. <laughs> you might strangle yourself with them. <laughs> like a dog left on a leash outside the grocery store. Nice. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, with that, I think we should uh, wrap it up um, and uh, catch everybody on the free show for Friday. We'd like to thank every one of you for becoming a patron. So thank you very much for allowing us to do what we do. We love it, and we want to keep doing it for a very long time.